0: You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Bronco's Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now
1: it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, and we're live. I'm just going to let the stream breathe for a second here. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up! Podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, fresh off a nice, relaxing weekend. My partner in crime, you know him, you love him, he is Zach Kelberman. Zach, first things first, dude, how was your weekend? It was relaxing, like you said, Chad, caught up on some work, and uh, just, you know, just hung around, and uh, nothing too major. How about yourself? Same here, man. Caught up on some housework, caught up on some work at milehighhuddle.com. It was a nice weekend. And man, what momentum. How, how could it be a bad weekend, dude, with the way our last podcast, I mean, the outpouring of love and support we got from you guys, unbelievable Super Chat superstars, just blew our minds. You know, it'd be impossible for either one of us to have a bad weekend. But we want to uh, welcome in each and every one of you who've been hanging out in the room, Shooter, Ryan, Terry, Jada, Sterling, Brian, Rick, what's okay. up, you guys? Uh, we're gonna try and keep so here's a little programming uh note henceforth is had some uh listeners reach out to us. When it comes to the punctuality of this show, when we set a time, it's gonna be 6:15 mountain, 8:15 Eastern. Each and every day we do a podcast. And allow a 10-minute window. That's it. So the latest it could go off, 625. But we're going to try and and keep it right at that 615 mark. Do the best we can. You know, barring unforeseen things, like if things break, again, we have to hit that. So um, before we go live, we have to get that stuff up. So thanks for bearing with us, being a little bit late here today. Guys, we, uh, we got a lot to get to. First thing I wanted to get your thoughts on. Actually, Zach, before I do that, let me just remind everybody of uh something really quick here make sure you're following the show on twitter guys at huddle up pod that way if there is a programming change if there is a time difference if there's something going on you are informed you know what's going on at huddle up pod and then don't forget also to follow mile high huddle on twitter pretty easy at mile high huddle and then when you get some time Head on over to huddleuppod.com and get yourself one of these hats you see here, the shirt that Zach is wearing right now. There's awesome hoodies and, you know, we're tweeting out and sharing the the images of our awesome listeners who have supported the, the merch store and then they send us. Uh, you know they tweet us their their hat they tweet us their hoodie whatever we're sharing that out so get in on that action i'm going to put the link here in the stream it's just another organic way to help support the show and then also don't forget when you get some time head over to apple podcast leave a creative review on the show another organic way to support the huddle up podcast but zach this is the overtime podcast network
2: And right now, we have a bonus for you. Get 25% off all products at Sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at Sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME.
0: Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60 game sprint unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: What I wanted to, I see a lot of questions, a lot of comments already, some super chats. We're gonna get to my promise. First thing though is I've been dying to get your take on this piece of news that Mike Kliss broke on Sunday. Of course, the NFL Scouting Combine, it's it's the you know, the first big well, I shouldn't say the first, let's say the third big stop on the pre-draft trail. And it's very much about the draft. But at the same time, Zach, it's where all the GMs, head coaches, and every player agent under the sun, they're all in one place, and it's only a couple of weeks before free agency. So inevitably free agent related news comes out of it buzz what mike kliss reported today comes from what he picked up from being at the combine and that is that the broncos are interested in dj reader the nose tackle free agent nose tackle of the houston texans former clemson tiger big six foot three 350 pound you know just run stuffing nose tackle your thoughts on the broncos going after him
3: this is a guy I've been touting for a little while now. It's a very deep class of free agent lineman on the open market this year, Chad. To me, I would have no problem the Broncos pursuing him, but it comes down to his price tag. I believe Track has him just under $12 million annually per year. And then under that, that's a, a pretty penny to pay for him and his talents when you have Derek Wolf up in the air, Shelby Harris up in the air. So my opinion, my take on it is I'm okay with pursuing him, but the domino has to fall with what they want to do with Shelby Harris or Derek Wolf who they bring back at how much and the contracts and the way they have it set up that will determine if they want to throw more money at one position when they still have to pay justin Simmons, still himself to pay maybe chris harris jr they have another fragrance they want to bring back like Connor mcgovern it will have enough money to go around can they afford to drop another 12 mil on dj reader to me it all comes down to wolf and harris
1: i was a little bit surprised by that number when i did my research on reader following the the tweet from cliss you know doing the Article of us passing that news on to our readers at milehighhuddle.com. Spot track has his projected value 11.9 million per year, and that's right up there with the likes of the Akeem Hicks of the world, the Eddie Goldmans. Right. And like I said, if you, the only thing that encourages me about that as a topic is that the Broncos right now have 70 million in cap space. The obligatory move to pass on, you know, get rid of Joe Flacco, that's another 10 million. So 80 million dollars. I mean, and especially if you have a creative cap guy, we'll see what this Rich Hurtado, you know, what his uh, what kind of wherewithal he has. But if you have a creative mind cap czar that can float things in the future, I mean you could make a lot of hay with 80 million. So there's probably a way to get Derek Wolf re-signed and get a DJ reader and then find even one other guy. Cause one of the things we heard from John Elway and Vic Fangio at the combine this past week, Zach, it's a deep free agent class at the on the defensive line. So even if you don't go with, with DJ Reader, there are going to be a lot of other options available.
3: Right, exactly. They can they can still re sign Wolf, let's say. They can pick up a Jordan Phillips. They can pick up a Marcel Darius. They can pick up a, a mid tier free agent and not break the bank on uh, someone like DJ Reader. To me, a great player who would fit this scheme like a glove chat, get some interior pocket pushing presence. It all comes down to his price tag, though. Will the Broncos want to commit another 12 mil on top of at least probably 12 mil for Derek Wolf and a lot more for Shelby Harris? Probably 14 mil a
1: year. Dennis Neely dropping in on Super Chat long before we even went live. Thank you, Dennis. Wow, thank you, Dennis. $10 donation. That means the world to us. We appreciate you. He says, hi, I hope that Drew Locke gets protection so he can learn and thrive. I also hope we get a... A doctor. A doctor and two jamming quarterbacks. (laughs) Love the show. I'm not sure what you meant there, but two jamming quarterbacks. What's that? It's got to be a wide receiver, he means. Yeah, wide receiver. And two jamming. So... You know, there, there's the uh, – again, thank you, Dennis. Um, there is a – I mean, the, the board was slightly reset, I think, at wide receiver. Some of the news that I don't think any of the podcasts have had a chance to cover yet is what happened with LaVisca Chenault, who is – you know, he didn't have the greatest 40. He ran injured, and now we learned he's going to have like a core muscle surgery that's going to yeah. keep him out four to six weeks. So that was one of the potential options at pick 15 – I highly doubt he ends up going in the first round. This, I think he'll end up being an early day two pick My is my opinion. But Henry Ruggs, it sounds like he is going to be the first wide receiver off the board this year, Zach.
3: Yeah, I mean, the the way he blew up the combine by running his blazing 40 time, he has the big catch radius, he has the big hands, he's the complete package, he's not just a speed demon, Chad, he can do a lot more on the field, so, and for my money, he is wide receiver one, he might not be there at 15, but the the plus side to uh, Chenault's injury is he might be even a third-round pick, Chad, this can plummet his stock now, so if the Broncos go elsewhere in the first round, if they take a cornerback, a defensive lineman, an offensive tackle, they can maybe wait until the second or third round and get their wide receiver, and it could be Chenault. so
1: there's a a blessing in disguise potentially wrapped up in this nice profile pick Terry an OG so, definitely in the good. house jumping in on super chat. Appreciate Thank that you, Terry. proven as always Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being appreciate you, Terry. Yes. And by the way, guys, Ryan, you know, listen guys, we don't expect e- any of you to uh, donate on super chat. When that happens, it, it's organic. It's an outpouring of love. We appreciate it. If you're not in a position to, to support the show, just with financially, that's fine. That We're, yeah. we're not asking that of you guys. Trust me. Um, just being here, just listening, just participating in the conversation. Just hanging uh, out. That, that's more than enough for us, dog. Yeah,
3: exactly. Just hanging out with us. That's, that's the price of admission that we want to see from everyone. We love interacting with each and every
1: Broncos fan. James on Super Chat. Crazy thought here. How about Elway and Manning by the Broncos? <laughs> and thank you for the donation, James. Yes. You know, it's an interesting thought. It's it's fun to kick around. And the more we see this just drama surrounding the Bolin family, like the latest thing, we haven't even talked about this on the show. I don't know if I want to derail our podcast on this, but Johnny Bolin was involved in a social media faux pas last week, let's just call it. Shocker. In he, on Instagram, he deleted it not long after, but he showed – private messages or texts of a conversation between him and Derek Wolf in which Derek Wolf basically told him, we don't know the time frame, and this is all alleged. We don't know for sure. Even that that was Derek Wolf. It could have been someone completely. He just has it in his phone as Derek Wolf, whatever we we can't confirm it is what I'm getting at. But what he presented is that a private conversation which, in which Derek Wolf was telling him he's, he's played his last game in the orange and blue and, and just, and then he deletes it and it's just more, craziness Zach on the bowling side plus we have the what is it the eighth child that emerged I love <laughs> yeah. child, pat yeah. Yeah. I forget her name now um anyway it doesn't matter but it makes you wonder just how much longer the Pat Boland trust is going to try and kind of maintain this this front and if eventually or when the NFL is going to step in and force a sale
3: there's just so much infighting, Chad. This family cannot just get on the same page at all, even for the greater good of their family and their and their namesake and for Pat Bull and what he would have wanted. There's just so much controversy and dissension and, and going back and forth. And I don't know what the resolution is going to be, but I don't think Elway and Manning, if they put their pennies together, have enough money, capital, and liquid cash to buy the Broncos. I mean, they come close, but I don't see Elway getting into that business. I don't see uh, Manning eventually getting into that business either. I think he's going to just, like I've been saying, just enjoying his retirement.
1: All right, guys, let me just uh, peruse here through some of your comments and through questions here. Let me see what's cooking. Kind of a sleepy weekend. The DJ Reader News is always fun. Um, Ariel wants to know if we saw video of Drew Locke at the Nuggets game. I myself did not, but it's good to see him out there. You know, he was a star basketball player in high school as well. Could have gone either way. He could have pursued a college career playing basketball. Or football, he decided to stick with football. But speaking of basketball, have you seen Henry Rugg's clip on social media of him as a high school prospect? Just those hops, dude. That dude can, he's got some explosion. He is a freak athlete, Chet. He really can do it all. Some people are just athletically gifted,
3: and he really is. But in terms of Drew Locke, it's nice to see. Not It doesn't mean too much on his face. It is offseason fluff, but it's nice to see Locke being in the Denver environment, being in the Denver sports scene, just supporting the local team. So he's he's really taking hold of that franchise quarterback quality.
1: T.G. jumping in on Super Chat. We love you, T.G. Thank you, T.G. You're up up there as one of the record holders. You're you're one of the biggest single donations on Super Chat history for the Huddle Up podcast. We love you. He says, C.J. Henderson, the cornerback, had a great combine. And, guys, he really did. Let me uh, give you a little sneak peek on an article coming out later on tonight from Eric Trickle in which he says about C.J. Henderson at the combine. Quote, the best corner out there on the field today – Really confirmed what you see on tape. He is a gifted cover corner that has some decent versatility in coverage and scheme. Teams that are okay with poor tackling, uh, or excuse me, poor tackling technique and bad habits are going to love him because of the coverage ability he showed. So he's got that coverage skill set and the athleticism. It's all there. You wonder if the Broncos how how many demerits he gets because of the lack of tackling. Because as Fangio has said before. It's non-negotiable for his DBs.
3: Yeah, I, I do think, though, he had a great combine. He did really vault himself up to be the number 2 corner behind Jeff Okuda in this draft class, and I don't think he's a, a, a an option for the Broncos at 15. I'd rather them go elsewhere at that pick, but he really did have a great combine. Uh, Diggs had a great combine. Fulton isn't really a great fit for the Broncos' scheme, so after Okuda, Chad, this cornerback class really falls off a cliff. It's like him and everybody else.
0: This is the
2: Overtime Podcast Network.
1: There were some uh, interesting well, – well, just look for Eric Trickle's article that's coming out, kind of recapping the risers and fallers at the cornerback position at milehighhuddle.com later on this evening. In fact, I'll probably get that published uh, shortly after we – Zach and I hop off the pod here tonight. So let me uh, make sure I'm not missing anybody here. I hate it when that happens. Don't get me wrong. I love it when the comment stream is so lively. The uh, It just sometimes just makes it – makes it a little bit risky that we might miss somebody. But, hey, that's a price we have to pay. And if we do miss them, we just jump on YouTube and grab it. Cameron on Super Chat jumps in. $2 donation. Thanks, Thank you, Cam. Cameron. Hi, guys. Ready for my Broncos fix? We're giving it to you, dog. Uh, let's see. Bear with us, guys. Stu jumping in. So consistent. Uh, such a out, such a passionate supporter of the show. We love you, Stu. You are the man, dude. That means the world to us, my friend. Um, There's Robert- the mountain. The Mount Rushmore, Chad, real quick. TG and Stu McPeak, you're definitely two of them uh, faces up there. That's right. That's right. Robert jumps in on YouTube. He wants to know, is Chris Jones too pricey for consideration? The last news, correct me if I'm wrong, if I've missed something that's come out since this, Zach, is that the Chiefs are expected to franchise tag Chris Jones. So he's take him off the board, guys. Yeah, last I heard as well, he's going to be remaining with the Kansas City
3: Chiefs, and he's worth the penny he's going to get. But even if he hit the open market chat, he's going to get almost franchise
1: quarterback money, so he wouldn't have been in consideration for the Broncos, I think, either way. BNS on YouTube. Hey, guys, what do you think about Mekhi Becton? Is it Mekhi? Mekhi? Uh, After his 40 and his uh, cones, only did 23 reps on the bench, but I really like him at 15. He's a good option. Like There are some in the draft community who think he's the best overall tackle in this class. I think Tristan Wirfs, Wills probably have a slightly, they're more polished at this stage, but the sky's the limit for Beckton. Like if the Broncos ended up taking him at pick 15, I'm not shedding a tear. I would, pres- I still would prefer that over wide receiver. That's just me. And if he's there to me, that's a no brainer. That.
3: I'm, I'm with you on that. I think he'd be a decent pick at 15, definitely a safer pick, not a sexy pick by any means, but if, if Andrew Thomas is off the board, if, if Worfs is off the board, you can do worse than having Beckon. Really good athlete, did really well at the combine, I think, as well. So I think he'd fit this Broncos system. All comes down to, like we always say, though, Chad, how that board falls. If Worfs
1: is there, they're not going to go with Becken over him at 15 if they go that route. Terry jumps back in on Super Chat. Just keep answering my questions while I'm typing, boys. Love it. Hashtag <laughs> football priest, hashtag state of being. We appreciate uh, you, Terry. Terry, we, have you received your hat yet? Let us know in the comment stream. I need to, I need to know if you've received your hat yet. Um, Lucas, jumping in on uh, YouTube. Who's the best wide receiver in the draft Denver could possibly get? Yeah. Um, you know, that's
0: that's Take a matter
1: for debate. I... I think – here's my opinion. To me, it's a toss-up between Ruggs, Judy, and C.D. Lamb. And I'm not a draft Nick myself. I'm not – you know, that's not my forte. So a guy like Eric Trickle or Nick Kendall or Carl Delmer, they could probably break it down even better and tell you specifically which one is better for Denver and why. But those three to me, and if if push came to shove, I'm probably taking C.D. Lamb. I'm with you. I think the best wide receiver is going to come down to
3: CeeDee Lamb versus Henry Ruggs. But I'll disagree. I'll say Henry Ruggs is the best fit for this Broncos team. I'm just so impressed by the time he put up. And it's not just about speed, but he has the big catch radius, the big hands. He really is, to me, wide receiver one. The thing is, though, he might not get out of the top 10 now. So it might just be an all for naught in the end. But if, if it's a matter of choice, if we had our druthers, I'm taking uh, Henry Ruggs. You really,
1: you really can't go wrong, Chad, either yeah. of them. Angel Moreno on Facebook says, real Broncos fan question, is Tom Brady a free agent target? My opinion, heck yeah, no doubt, a proven champion. Angel, if Tom Brady was 36, it's more of a question. It's more of an issue that gets forced in how much it's really worth disrupting Drew Locke's momentum and trajectory. But he's not, dude. This isn't Peyton Manning circa 2012. This is a 43-year-old Tom Brady So, yeah, I mean, you might be able to eke out one or two seasons of competitive football, but it's not Bill Belichick. You know, it's you're not winning a Super Bowl in two years with Tom Brady, who's going to be, you know, 45 before you know it. Drew Lock, Drew Lock, Drew Lock, Drew Lock. You
3: have your young franchise quarterback. Why would you want an older, I think, broken down Tom Brady who is no longer the phenom like he was? That's, he showed that last year. You have a young guy. You have a young guns gunslinger who hasn't even scraped the surface of his potential yet. I just think you have to be all in on him, and I don't know why we're getting these Tom Brady
1: questions tonight. He's not an option, nor should he be. CJ on YouTube says, Why not trade up and get Isaiah Simmons... And AJ Johnson would be legendary, wide receiver or corner in the second. Dude, we love Isaiah Simmons as much as the next podcast out there. Okay. Don't get us wrong. It's at what price, at what cost? You know, if you trade up to to grab an Isaiah Simmons, you're probably giving up not only this year and next year's first round pick, but you're probably giving up two of your three third rounders this year, and maybe even one next year. Like he's a top five, top eight, top ten at worst guy and if that's where you got to get and is it really worth that compared to what you could stock the shelves with with all those picks I will say this if there's anyone
3: in this draft class quarterbacks included Chad that I would trade up for it would be Simmons but like you just mentioned it would cost way too much it would torpedo their entire uh, capital this year most of it next year and maybe even a player thrown into that deal as well it's just not worth it for a non-premium position a non-quarterback as good as he would be in the system uh there's no it's not very feasible
1: Shadif Henson jumps in on super chat. Thank you, Shadief. Ten dollar donation. Based on the combined performances, there's talent everywhere. And I think offensive tackle should be the pick at 15. Wide receiver will be heavy in later rounds. I'm liking Denzel Mims from Baylor more. Cut Flacco and load up on talent in the draft. That's what I'm saying is like I get it. Like there's an argument to be made on both sides. Like some of our Draft guys at, at uh, Mile High Huddle might say, Look, you know, yeah, it's we're not poo pooing on Mims, but there's a significant gap between like a Ruggs, Judy, Lamb, and a guy like Denzel Mims. But I'm not so sure it's that big of a difference when you already have a legit bona fide number one wideout in Cortland Sutton. So get that Becton at pick 15 and grab Denzel Mims in the second round. Right.
3: You can definitely go in that route. You can take a defender. You can take an offensive lineman. I mean, you can take a, a variety of positions other than wide receiver, and you can get one in the second. Or, like I just mentioned before, if Chenault does fall with his surgery and his bad combine showing, you might even get him in the late second, early third. I mean, there's options out there. And if they don't go wide receiver in the first round, shot, it, it's not the end of the world by any means.
1: Family fun on YouTube. I got a feeling Drew Locke and this offensive and this offense this year is going to look like the last year of Cutler and Shanahan with a better defense, watch out NFL. And for those who can rewind the clock, let me, let me just remind you what family fun is talking about is, you know, Cutler came in as a rookie in 06 as a first rounder, supplanted Jake Plummer with the lead in the AFC West, and then promptly led the Broncos out of the playoffs 2007 was kind of a weird year for Cutler because he was diagnosed. Well, after the season, we learned this, but during the season, he was suffering from that uh, diabetes condition that he had where he lost all that weight, had no energy, affected his mental focus. And then after the season, they realized, oh, there's something going on here. Oh, geez, he should be having insulin shots. And then finally, 2008, all the stars align, and he has a great statistical season. This is Shanahan's last year with the Broncos but they still, with three games left to go, had a chance to win the AFC West. They end up, I think, losing all three, and that's, of course, what led the third consecutive season. Shanahan misses the playoffs. That's what led to his uh, demise with Pat Bolin, and, and of course, Joe Ellis played a role in that, persuading Bolin to pull that trigger. And then, of course, Jay Cutler got traded in the offseason. So here's to hoping. That offense, though, in 2008, Shanahan, Cutler, you had Eddie Royal, you had Brandon Marshall, you had Tony Scheffler, I think it was Selvin Young, the running back. That was a dynamic young offense. And I get what you're saying there, Family Fun, about how this is kind of taking on that same uh, kind of flavor. I'm not too big on comparisons. I will say that this is going to be, it's not saying
3: much. It's going to be the best Broncos offense chat since Peyton Manning hung up his cleats. And that's, it's just the most dynamic offense that uh, you finally have a franchise quarterback. But I don't want it to be compared to Peyton Manning or Jay Cutler or anybody else. This is the Drew Locke era. This is the Drew Locke offense. Phillip Lindsay, Noah Fan, Cortland Sutton, whoever they draft on offense this year, this is the new era, the new culture of Broncos football. We have to embrace that instead of trying to compare it to everybody else. Let Locke
1: set his own standards instead of trying to live up to everybody else's. Ariel jumps back in on Super Chat. Appreciate you. Thank you, Ariel. Hypothetical question. Zach, you answer this one, because I feel like I've talked a lot about pick 15. If you had Tristan Wirfs and oh. Henry Ruggs at 15, who would you pick? Great question. I mean, that's it's pick your poison.
3: I don't know. I, oh God. I, honestly, if you held a gun to my head, i I'd probably lean a little more towards Chad. You can probably get a really good wide receiver in round two, but you're not going to get a really good tackle in round two. So I'm taking the offensive lineman. It doesn't matter who you have as wide receiver if Drew Lock is on his back constantly. So I'm probably taking Wirfs if the situation dictated that.
1: And here's the other thing to keep in mind is, with regard to Tristan Wirfs, if he were the pick at 15, there's some out there who might say, well, how's he going to make an impact? How's your first-round pick going to make an impact in 2020 if it's an offensive tackle? You already have your two starters penciled in. Well, even if you keep Bowles at left tackle, even if you kept Juwan James at right tackle, you could play Wirfs at right guard. He can play guard or tackle. So it's it's two birds, one stone. Something to keep in mind. Bill1293 on YouTube. What do y'all think about uh, Joe Schobert hitting free agency? Albright has mentioned him as an option. Yeah, I mean that's absolutely true. No surprise or no shock in terms of his Broncos fit. He may would make a lot of sense for this team. The only thing to keep in mind is the reason the Browns aren't going to pay him is because they think he's asking for too much money. So if he's really seeking a market busting type of, you know. Um, CJ Mosley, who is Quan Alexander, those type of reset in the market off-ball linebacker deals, I'm okay with the Broncos not not bringing him in. Now, if he wants to be reasonable and he could see his star really going to the next level under Vic Fangio, and you want to come to Denver, let's make it happen.
3: And yeah, that's the thing. He is going to get a record-setting contract, a, a positional reset at that spot inside linebacker. And you know, like you just mentioned, Chad, if he was a little cheaper, if he was on a five million dollar a year deal, eight million dollars, maybe I could, you know, rationalize it. But the way the Broncos operate, they don't put too much of an onus on spending on inside linebacker. They prefer to build from within, uh, get some unknown kind of players, build from the draft. I think that's where I think they'll do for the upgrade on Todd Davis. Look to the draft, get a cheaper, younger. Maybe higher upside player, don't have to spend that much money on someone like Joe Sherbert. Sherbert. This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
1: D jumps in with a donation there, and then he has a question comment down here. Let me grab both. Jumps back in. First time donating. Hope this isn't too little. Of course not, dude. No, means the world to us. That seriously means the world to us, and that's we're not just saying that. We appreciate you, D. That's that's awesome, dog. Fernando jumps in on uh, super chat $5 donation. He says with the value of certain players going up, if Simmons is there at 15, should Denver grab or pursue an off ball linebacker and free agency? And thanks again, Fernando for the donation. What's your, what's your answer for him there? So if Simmons is on the board at 15,
3: I mean, The draft would come after free agency, though, so they would probably have their you know their position set there. If he's on the board at 15, I think you have to think, yeah, you really have to take the guy. He's a top, probably top five, top seven talent. I'd probably run his name up to the draft podium and, and take him, so that's my
1: prediction. That's like saying, well, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the Broncos were thinking in the first round last year because I've, I've heard differing things. But it's like getting Devin White. What if Devin White was there at 10? Do you, do you think the Broncos are trading back? I know Bush was there. But if Devin White was there, are the Broncos trading back? And I think there's a a better argument to be made for Simmons being a better player out of the gates in the NFL and a more versatile player than Devin White. Uh, Didn't he end up going to Tampa, right? Yeah, Tampa. So uh, if he's there, dude, I'm telling you what, all you guys, you name it, I'll freaking run naked through the neighborhood and have (laughs) Zach film it or whatever. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. Mark jumps in. On super chat, oh check it out, dude! Updated profile pic, nice mark. Supporting the swag like a true OG. Representing ten dollar donation. He says, Thank "What's you, up, mark. my guys? It's swag time, as promised for Chad and Zach. One of the is what for Chad and Zach is one of a kind. You guys are the state of being. Thank you for what you do each and every day. Appreciate you, man. <laughs> and you're looking sharp, dude. You go out, hit the town. You're gonna you're gonna have to fix that, <laughs> dog. I'm telling you right now, it looks good on you. All right, so here's uh. Angel, we got your question. You you saw that. Terry jumps back in. Awesome you, chat. You're so awesome, Terry. We love you. Last two mock drafts, I had Okuda and Kinlaw at fifteen. Who would you take? Okuda, hands down for me. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, same. I mean, even with his little quasi-injury today, Chad, that's a starting-caliber instant-impact cornerback at 15. That's a day-one starter who could fit this defense like a glove,
1: play multiple spots. Yeah, Okuda all day, every day. And that's not to poo-poo on Kinlaw. Kinlaw arguably has the highest ceiling of any defensive lineman in this class, but you're talking about an elite blue-chip out-of-the-gates cornerback, shut-down number-one dude versus a guy who's going to need some time and room to grow a little bit in Kinlaw, even though Kinlaw did get Good reviews on that knee, so that's good for his draft stock. Um, all right, let me see what else we got here from Kyle Heckman jumping in on Super Chat, $15. Appreciate you, Kyle. Kyle. He says, two questions. Why has there been no word on Flacco being cut yet? The Super Chat donations, do they just go to you, no, uh, or does YouTube take a cut? Thanks, as always, for all you do. Uh, for what it's worth, YouTube does take a little bit of a, a commission on it, um, but no, it goes, the vast majority of that goes right to – to the channel, to Zach, to myself, if you're watching Building the Broncos, if you're watching Dove Valley Deep Divers. So it goes to the channel. Um, And the thing on Flacco, Elway did speak to that a little bit. He didn't come to, you know, give us an exact, but he did say he hopes to have a decision on Flacco, quote, before the new league year, which opens, you know, what is it, March 18th. So, in other words, by the time free agency opens, Zach, you're going to see the Broncos make a decision on Flacco, there's literally no reason under the sun that you can foresee them holding on to him. There's no, no. I mean, maybe if he was if he was on the books for, you know, a quarter of what he's on the books for financially, you could see them talking themselves into keeping them around to back up Drew Locke. But that's just not going to happen, dude. About the donations, first of all, I want to just add
3: that a lot of it also goes to keeping the lights on, like Chad says. It goes to the merchandise store. It goes to launching that. It goes to the meetup that we want to do for the draft. I mean, a lot of it, what you guys do is really help the brand grow. That's why we're so appreciative for every single penny that we get from you guys. Second of all, uh, Flacco, he's going to be cut, Chad. And even if he was willing to take a quarter of that salary, I wouldn't want him here. He literally admitted he has no interest in mentoring Drew Locke. He's not a starter. He's not effective anymore. He's older. He has a bad attitude. He brings nothing to the table. He's bad juju. He's a a reminder of what the Broncos used to be versus what they are now.
1: Get rid of him. Move on and turn the page. Duke on Super Chat jumps in with a $5 donation. Thank you, Duke. Thank you, Duke. He says, what's up, Chad and Zach? Now that I've seen worse at the combine, I wouldn't mind picking him at 15. He did look good. And his testing and, I mean, his oh, drills, yeah. just a smooth, dominant, explosive athlete, crazy ability for a guy his size. Phenomenal, phenomenal player. Duke, again, yo, what's the site so I can order me some swag for a hoodie and a hat? HuddleUpPod.com. Easy as that. Not huddle up podcast huddleuppod.com I'll put it down here in the comment stream one more time for you Duke and thanks again dude for the donation yes. and supporting the 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 brand using the uh, huddleuppod.com using the merch store just another great way to do that we appreciate you um, Brian Weatherwax on YouTube Combines have been great, but what do you think about bubble players currently on the roster? <laughs> I personally think that Booker, oh, Wadman, and Yadam are about as safe as James Winston's Uber driver. <laughs> That's funny. Well, for, for what it's worth, Booker's a free agent. So he's he's probably gone. Good chance he's gone. Wadman and Yadam, though, you know, they're fair game, Zach.
3: Yeah, I think that as well. And, uh, you know, Yadam, to me, I never liked a pick to begin with, and I think this is his, by far his last chance. And like we've been saying, Chad, if he wasn't a former third-rounder, if he didn't have that draft status, he'd be cut already. And also the Broncos have literally nothing on the depth chart right now behind Bryce Callahan, and uh, so it's uh, it's tenuous, I think, for Yadam. But Booker's gone, and a, a lot of the Broncos' free agents and bubble players, I think, will
1: be replaced by the time September rolls around. Anon on YouTube, if Rugs and Judy are there at 15, who are you taking? That's still sneaking one in on me, Anon, because I'm still not 100% in on going wide receiver in round one. But if you're asking me to choose between Ruggs or Judy, at this stage, I'm taking the upside and I'm going with Ruggs. I'm with you on that. I I really do think he's a wide receiver one-chat
3: over Jerry Judy. As good as he is, he just really has it all, and he proved and he will prove he's not just a speed guy. He's not just a guy who can run in a straight line really fast. He can do it all at wide receiver, and no matter where he lands in the NFL chat rugs, he's going to be a star player right out of
1: the gates. All right, guys. We got time for a few more. We got to keep this one a little bit shorter than than usual. We'll grab a few more and what's left here on super chat, and then uh, we'll wish you a good evening. Quentin wants to know on YouTube: What veteran quarterback do you see Elway signing as Locke's backup? And for those of you who missed it at the combine earlier this week, Elway did say that at least for now, he thinks he would rather he would prefer to have a veteran backing up Drew Lock and. I wrote an article on this very topic a few days ago, and the three guys for me, it, in reverse order, um, Chase Daniel, Matt Moore, Case Keenum. Mm. Keenum probably not going to happen, though. Even though he makes a ton of sense, it's not going to happen. but And I've also heard that Kansas City's probably going to try and find a way to keep Matt Moore around, but how are you going to do that and still pay uh, Patrick Mahomes, still franchise tag Chris Jones? So and Chase Daniel he might you know if depending on the cost that dude's made a lot of money as a yeah. backup quarterback <laughs> in this league but he and Drew Locke also share an alma mater they're both Missouri former Missouri quarterbacks
3: I'm with you on those two names, Chad. I think I'll swap Keenum for Trevor Simeon, though, for talking ex-Broncos quarterbacks. I, th- I always liked him. I like his game. He'd be a good veteran guy. He wouldn't create waves behind him, and he would have interest, I think, in mentoring Drew Locke. Um, I don't have the list of free agents right in front of me, though, but maybe someone that Philip Rivers signs with the Colts, maybe someone like Jacoby Brissett gets cut or traded, or he could be a good backup option to have as well, but not a lot of... Uh, great names there. If they were, you know, starting caliber quarterbacks, they'd be signed by now. So we'll see where Elway goes with that.
1: All right, I'm going to grab these super chats and uh, relatively rapid fire. We're not going neg- to neglect you, but let's let's run through these quick. Zach Geo Vandermark, a longtime super chat superstar, thank you geo Also, Geo, you you were supposed to put your swag, dude, in your profile pic on YouTube. What's up with that, bro? He says, "I heard Elway wants a veteran quarterback." to backup Locke, whereas Fangio doesn't feel we need a veteran. What are your thoughts, and who will? So we addressed the 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 second part of his, his question there on who will be the backup ideas, possibilities. But the thoughts on the them kind of not exactly being on the same page, Elway and Fangio, I mean, Drew Locke needs a backup. What I basically said is in the article that I had covering this very issue is that don't overpay and don't overthink it. If if push comes to shove, you just tender Brandon Allen and let him compete with Brett Rippon and let the chips fall because Drew Locke's your guy, so just don't overthink it, Zach. I'm completely with you. That's why I don't want Flacco. That's why I don't want Case Keenum. I don't want
3: anyone. I've been saying this, and I will say this until the Broncos make their decision. I don't want anyone that can take anything away from Drew Locke. I don't want him to have to look over his shoulder or be worried about losing his job or any sort of narratives or headlines. No one notable. If they're going to get a, a veteran guy, go for a really plain, nondescript quarterback like Trevor Siemian. He has experience. He can win games,
1: and he's not going to create waves. I view this super this uh, super chat comment from Ariel here as a challenge for <laughs> Chad and Zach to do like the end of Step Brothers. You know, I'll play the drums, <laughs> you stand up, right, and you sing or rap or something, and we'll we'll make some juicy yeah. huddle up podcast you know beats and music. I am a good drummer though. I'm not a great drummer. I'm a really good drummer. Been doing it a long time, and just finally started uh, getting back into the saddle a little bit. But thanks, Ariel. We appreciate you.
3: I'm not a good singer, so you're going to probably want to beat me with uh, soap and pillowcases, Chad. It's so a quote set yeah, so for
1: I But, singing. you're into rap, dude. Maybe I, you have some flow. I can try. I'll spit a freestyle. Huddleuppod.com, my friend. Crime Guard Az wants to know where to grab a hat. Huddleuppod.com, my friend. We appreciate you. Uh, all right. I don't want to miss anybody. Jay jumping in. Oh, yeah, Jeff Cohen. I always forget that. Dude, just change your name, dude. Just change it so I don't <laughs> ever miss that. He says, uh, "I'm with Kelberman. Rugs to Denver. Lock to Rugs equals touchdown. I, uh, I get what you're saying, man. I get it. I see it. A lot of touchdowns
3: for many, many years to come. That's going to be a dynamic offense if that materializes, Chad."
1: Lucas GK jumps in on super chat. Appreciate you, Lucas. Thank you, Lucas. Who y'all? Go, who are you going all in on in free agency? Byron yeah. Jones. Yeah, that's probably the one name that. I think we both agree on as going in all the Broncos need a lockdown corner. As far as outside free agent, I still think the Broncos need to try to do what they can to get Derek Wolf resigned and what they can to try and get Chris Harris. If you could get both Jones, Chris Harris, man, you'd have your cornerback. What's a gaping hole right now? Now you've got stability, you've got competency, and if Bryce Callahan comes back, great. You've got a phenomenal trio of corners there, Zach. And again. I want to remind you guys. You think, oh, yeah, that's that's asking a lot. There's, you know, only so much money to go around. The Broncos in 2014 had what was it? Zach, thirty million in cap space. Demarcus mm-hmm. Ware, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, T.J. Ward, Akeem Talib. It can be done. They can make a lot of hay with that money. Yeah, I think to answer the question, both of my answers relate
3: to the secondary in-house. I'm going all in on Justin Simmons. I don't want to franchise tag him. I want to give him the long-term deal he deserves and lock him down for the (laughs) long-term future and out of house. Byron Jones is the only guy chat on the open market, regardless of position I'm willing to overpay for or meet his asking price. He's a lockdown set it and forget it. Cornerback day one contributor, just a shutdown guy in the system. That's the guy I'm poning up for among anyone around the
1: NFL. Brian Greenfield jumps in, one of our super chat superstars. You, Appreciate you, Brian. He says Lamb, Judy, Worfs, Thomas, and Beckton. Only offensive players worth taking at 15, and only two or three that I would be very happy about. Andrew Thomas, he helped his draft stock at the combine, but I still wonder if he'd be worth it at pick 15. Worfs, I'm with you. Becton, I'm with you. If Lamb or Judy were the pick at 15, I'm not gonna cry. Like I said. Guys, I'm not. If the Broncos end up taking a wide receiver at 15 and it's one of these guys, you're not going to hear me, you know, castigating the team. I'm just telling you, my in a perfect world, you grab an offensive tackle. But if it ends up being Lam or a corner, or if it ends up being Judy, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in. Well, it'll be exciting because it's a blue chip player coming into the, to this roster that you can team up with Drew Locke. The good thing is, Chad, among this list, the Broncos are pretty much
3: or I'm not gonna say pretty much, but they're they're highly assured of landing one of these guys at fifteen. And all of these guys would be contributors, and all of these guys are at positions of need for Denver. So they're in a good spot. Who that is, we don't know yet. But if it's a wide receiver like you mentioned, or one of the tackles, they're all need and 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 set it and forget it, day one contributor. So they're in a good position, Denver at fifteen.
1: Crime Guard A Z says Flacco being injured prevents them from just cutting uh, he'll have, will have to be an injury settlement. And so what he's getting at here is it's true. What the reason the team like fans are getting upset. Why are they dragging their feet? What do they got going on? It's, it's exactly that. That's why you're hearing them talk about, you know, we think he's going to be healthy enough to play in 2020. Like it's posturing and maneuvering because they want to avoid having to pay him an injury settlement when they do cut him. So Terry jumps back in on super chat. He says, I took Okuda as well. Um, man, Unbelievable! Just as we're winding it down, yeah. I see that, jeez, Jared, unbelievable, dude, it, stunning guys, <laughs> literally stunning. Thank you so much. Dollar donation on Super Chat. He says, "I usually listen to recordings on Stitcher at the gym every day, but wanted to hop on a live show to show some love." Great content. I never miss a show. Wow. Keep up the good work, guys. P.S. Live in Iowa. Big Hawks fan. So you and Nick Kendall then are kindred spirits. But Jared, that means <sighs> Thank the world you so to us. Much. Thank you so much, dog. Yes. Reach See out it. to us as well. Yeah, hit us up milehighhuddle at gmail.com. Let us get your personal uh personal deeds. And TG, I still haven't heard from you, dude. Email me. Let's get your address. Get you some swag, dog. He says, I agree with Chad. C D Lamb is way more polished wide receiver than Ruggs. And uh t- another donation, 10 bucks. Thank you, Thank TG. you TG. Again, TG milehighhuddle@gmail.com high huddle, gmail.com kareem love these live podcasts keep them coming and keep up the great work guys yes, thank sir. you kareem we're gonna keep cranking them out um all right let me make sure i'm not missing anybody shadif jumps back in on super chat thank you shadif i know a dynamic offense is our focus but i can't overemphasize a strong deep and versatile linebacker and secondary i want the the broncos to be built to create turnovers to feed our offense. Shadif, I couldn't have said it any better, Zach. I fully agree with that. It
3: all goes hand in hand. And I think at Fangio, the way he wants to build this defense, it kind of, I think, uh, goes along with that comment that Shadif made. So I'm all for that
1: 100%. All right. One more here. I don't want to, let me make sure I'm not missing anybody. Jared, man, you it's unbelievable, dude. We appreciate you so much. All right. Last one here from Shadif, guys. And then we got to bid you adieu. We'll be back tomorrow night. So anything we missed tonight, Hit us up again. We'll, we'll grab it tomorrow. Shadif, what do you think about Blacklock or Gallimore? Um, I like Blacklock a lot, and he had, I think, and this was something that Eric Trickle talked about in his article, Risers and Fallers on the Defensive Line. Had him as a, as a riser coming out of the combine. He's That's the thing is, you know, Zach, the Broncos, they do have some big holes today on the defensive line, but it's a deep free agent class, and there are going to be some options uh in the draft and not necessarily you know you look at Derek brown you look at javon kinlaw those are the two names that most well-versed fans are at least aware of but there are going to be some options later on in the draft like either one of these guys right. that the broncos can use to bolster that depth the problem with going the draft angle, act is it takes d lineman a couple of years to kind of get up to speed so if you're looking for instant impact you're probably not going to find it in this class unless you're lucky enough to get Derek Brown, who's ready to step in and start today. It's a great point. I feel like the Broncos, with
3: Demarcus Walker starting slowly and Draymond Jones starting slowly, they're a little apprehensive about uh, signing and drafting another defensive lineman, letting him letting him blossom in the middle rounds. If it's either going to be they invest at, for a high price free agent like a Reader or in-house guy like Shelby Harris, or they go for Ken Law in round one. It's either or to me. I don't think they're going to wait till round two to take that
1: defensive lineman shot for the reasons that you just named. All right, guys, that's got to do it for today's episode of the huddle up podcast. As always, guys, it's so fun hanging out with you and just talking shop, just talking football, talking Broncos, talking draft, talking free agency, rumor, buzz, mock drafts. It's all, we look forward to these podcasts each and every day. So thank you for joining us and make sure guys that you are following my partner, Zach Kelberman on Twitter at Kelberman NFL, as you can see on the screen there. Myself, at Chad and Jensen. Don't forget also, follow the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. It surprises me how much people on Facebook and our awesome listeners on YouTube, how, how few of them are actually on Twitter. It's a great social media for news. If you're trying to stay on the cutting edge of you know breaking Broncos news, you want to follow the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. And while you're doing that, also – find at mile high huddle and that way you have all your bases covered you know you're going to get everything on the broncos and in, in real time plus anything that affects the show in real time as well but we'll be back in the saddle guys tomorrow night 6 15 mountain time 8 15 eastern and zach and i are going to be good boys and be as punctual as possible and zach have a great you know finish to your weekend bro you as well, Chad. And I want to mention that it's March 1st now, and this is where things get exciting, don't they?
3: You mentioned just talking football and talking shop. Well, we have the rumors are going to be heating up soon. The legal tampering period opens in a few weeks, then free agency, and then pro days and the draft next month. From here on out, it's going to be full go, and I think a wild offseason in store for the Broncos. Stay tuned.
1: Joseph, if we had all the time in the world, dude, we'd love to hang out here all day, man. Just have a live, you know, I'm eating my lunch. What's up, dude? <laughs> you know, but... uh we try and maximize it. We try and get as much in as we possibly can in that 45 minutes to an hour each and every day. But anyways, guys, thanks for joining us. As always, we will see you tomorrow night, 615, 815 Eastern. For Zach Kelberman, I'm Chad Jensen. Shout out to our Super Chat superstars tonight. We love you. Thank you, guys. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: You've been listening to the Huddle Up
1: podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.